Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Bryson here. It's been a long-ass time. Too long. I'm here with my boy, LB. What's going on, LB? I missed you, brother. I missed you, too, buddy. Um, the last time we talked, I believe, was right. Well, you know, we've talked, but, you know, an actual um, form like this was before the Super Bowl. We called it. We pretty much nailed how the game would go because that's kind of how we do, you know, we're we're really, really, really smart. You know, that's just, we're smarter than everybody else. That's kind of what we do, man. You know, we love it. Absolutely. Never been wrong a day in our lives. Can't say the same about everyone else, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because I have the, um, I have the subtitles on. So I can actually see what you're saying. Are I don't you know. serious? Yeah, a- it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, that sounds like a challenge. I'm going to say some stupid shit so the subtitles get all fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it actually censored you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it, it, it even censored up. It says effed up. It's, it censored shit, dude. That's sweet. It doesn't let us say shit. All right, LB. Sad news as our boy Gronk retires. Very sad day, especially for our boy Gronky, our, our buddy Gronky on Twitter. But Gronk retires. It's wild to me because you're a little bit older than me, not too much older, but the players that I've grown up watching are starting to retire, and I don't know what to do about it. I'm, I might start having a midlife crisis. I don't really know what to do. Gronk's going to be extremely missed. I remember when he broke out the 17 touchdown season, him and Hernandez, back when Hernandez wore 85. Man, it was just good times overall. Sad stuff. Glad he got to go out on top, but... Man, it just stinks, man. Not having Gronk is going to stink. He's so fun. Well, I love the fact that um, you mentioned 85 because the reason he, he was actually going to wear 85, but um, Ocho Cinco came along. Uh, he Usually players sell the number, and Hernandez actually just gave it to him. And I remember reading the paper, and uh, Hernandez said, you know, he's a great player. I don't need anything for it. I'll just give him the number and... Everything at, at that time was great with Hernandez, and um, he just gave it to him. He gave it to Ocho, and he went to 81, which is actually the number that he wore in college at Florida. So I was all about the number 81 because, like, I started Googling pictures of Hernandez, and, and I saw that he wore 81 at Florida, and it was a really cool thing that he gave it to Ocho. He didn't even ask for money. He just, just gave it to him, and the way everything worked out, obviously, was sad for Gronk Nandez, the Boston TE party. Um we all loved Hernandez. Things went shitty. It's the whole story's sad, but Gronk retiring is honestly it was like equally as sad. Not you know because it, if Hernandez had just died and there wasn't all the other stuff, it would be way more sad. But we all know the story. You know Hernandez was doing some bad stuff, but Gronk retiring, like you said, I'm a little bit older than you. I remember a lot of players retiring. You know um. Ty Law retired, and he's a Hall of Famer now. Um, other guys are retired. Kevin Falk retired, and he's he's a Patriots Hall of Famer. Teddy Bruschi. Um, a lot of guys have have moved on and retired, but for me personally, and this is something we haven't even discussed beforehand, Gronkowski retiring has been the biggest bummer of all of them. Um, of all the guys that have have moved on and entered the next phase of their life. This is the biggest one is Gronk. You know, he's only 29 years old. He's he's just the Gronk, man. He's the Gronk. You know, he he changed the game and there will never be another 
Rob Gronkowski, man. It was it was he he was a special player. Now that you mentioned Hernandez, my favorite part I can vividly remember remember when I I first started college, and I used to actually watch first take every day like a nerd, like before class I would watch first take. Now I I would ne- you'd never catch me dead watching that shit now unless I was like I don't know I watch the clips on Twitter every once in a while, but. I used to watch that shit, and I remember one time they were talking about Gronk partying because it was a big deal after the Super Bowl loss, and they were like, man, you know what? Gronk parties too much. I don't remember if it was Stephen A. or Skip, but he was like, man, he just parties too much. You know, you never hear anything out of Hernandez. He needs to be a lot more like Hernandez. Oh, man. <laughs> actually real-life takes. I wish I, want, I wish I could know the date and pull the clips up and all that stuff. Just the funniest thing of all time. That was the real takes all over the place. Like, Hernandez was madly loved, especially after the Super Bowl when Gronk was dancing after the loss and stuff like that. And, I mean, I loved Hernandez. Good grief. But Look, he – the thing about Hernandez, Hernandez had that look to him. Um, he was – he was a little bit smaller, you know, for for his position. He wasn't a small guy at all, you know, 6'2", listed at 245, but I don't believe he was 245. I think he was probably more like 6'2", 225, or 230, 235, around that range. Um, he was covered in tattoos. He was, he had that, that right look to him where he just looked kind of badass, you know, and sometimes in life you just see people that just look badass, you know what I mean? Hernandez had that look to him. Gronk was badass in more of like the he's having fun and he's kicking your ass kind of way. Hernandez was more badass in the way like he's cooking you, he's juking you out, he's making you look silly, and he looks like he'll beat you the fuck up kind of way. You know what I mean? Like he did a graveyard shovel uh, uh, dance, like a celebration dance after a touchdown. If we're being honest, we haven't had a lot of Patriots come along the line. And, and let's let's just purely ignore off the field for a minute. Let's just off the field never happened. How many guys came along like Aaron Hernandez on the field where they're cooking you and they just had a certain swagger about them where they're just letting you know, I just beat you. And I'm going to let you know it right now. He, I remember specifically um, he scored a touchdown against the Texans. I can't quite recall if it was the regular season game that year. The, home, the homecoming say, game. The homecoming game. Yeah, with, with JJ, they wore the, um, the the homecoming jackets, of course. Um, Watt and the defense. And th- you remember the Texans were having a great year. Yep, I, were, I, that was a big game, man. Like I said, I was watching first take. That was a huge. That was a huge game back then. And then, yeah, the, the Patriots killed him. Hernandez had like a big celebration. Yes, and, and I, was it that game or was it the playoff game? You 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 might remember better than me right now. Um, I, I I don't know, but I remember I had my lock screen was actually Hernandez uh, celebrating in that Texans game, so it might have been that game. Here's what I'm remembering right now in my head, and maybe this was this might he he caught the pass and he like very like maybe from the five yard line on or four yard line on he started kind of like. Doing like a um, high step, like a high step. Yeah, the high, yeah, the high step. Exactly. He started doing the high step, and and the guy actually is like not even that far from him. Like by Patriot standards, to do that oh, high wait, wait, step. Wait, wait. You're talking about when the Patriots were running that, uh, the, the hurry up offense, and Hernandez's guy like was they were they went so fast that the defense wasn't covering him, and he just threw it to Hernandez, and he was just kind of like, he was kind of like high stepping his way into the end zone on the left. Yeah, and the guy wasn't terribly, like, 
when he actually gets in the end zone, the guy was actually kind of close to him. You could tell the guy was pissed off. Like, you motherfucker, you just die. It's kind of, you know what I mean? Like, uh, we'll fight it after the game and we'll be like, you know what I'm saying? We'll fight it after we finish this. And I, I just, I feel like you probably know the play I mean, but Hernandez was just, he was cool, man. He was just so cool. I used to just always sit there and watch my dad and I'd be like, this guy's a playmaker. He was just he just made plays, you know. It's it's so sad the way things worked out. He was a fucked up individual. He was he had some issues. We've heard the stories now. Um, between you know, Brandon Lloyd came out and had some quotes. He was a disturbed individual, but on the field, Hernandez was so special. And in your personal opinion, let's pretend that Gronk had his injuries and nothing nothing changed with him and. Hernandez was on the field. How much of a factor does that play into all of this? The Gronk Nandez factor. Man, that was the, the Gronk Nandez stuff. He only played three seasons. That's hard to believe. He only played three seasons. I don't know how many games they played together, but man, that was that was one of the fun, the most fun I've had watching Patriots games is when they had both of them together. I mean, honestly, in ways like yes, they won the Super Bowl f- this year, but. Really, things didn't get like terribly fun this season until the playoffs. That was one of those years where it was just so fun the whole year. Um, 2007 was obviously very similar. You know, it was fun the whole year and then ended in absolute heartbreak. Um, 2010 was a ton of fun, ended in heartbreak. Me and you, uh, you and I, I should say, actually touched on it a little bit earlier. We were talking about the, the 2010 Patriots and how Belichick had won Coach of the Year, and we'll we'll get back to that later, but. The way things went for the 2011 Patriots, had Gronk not been injured and Hernandez was so great, Gronk was so great that year, we saw the best tight end duo in the NFL. Look, one thing about Patriots fans, we've had our scandals to endure, but we've also enjoyed things that no other fan base will ever enjoy. And that includes Gronk Hernandez 2011, man. That was a fun, fun ride, even though they lost the Super Bowl. Oh boy, was it, man. So many, fo- like, there's just so many good memories from that. You know what, LB? In honor of Gronk, let's just tell, since Gronk's the biggest Jim Bro ever, let's tell, some, let's tell a Jim Bro story. I'll just start off. And I already told you the other story, but here's a different one. So I think it was three summers ago. So, as you know, I hurt my chest benching like an idiot. So, about a year later, I decided that I was going to bulk up. And I didn't care how much I weighed. And I was going to eat whatever I wanted. And I didn't care. I was probably 215, 220 pounds. Which is about 35 pounds heavier than I am right now. And boy. Yeah, I was... Uh, it was not good. It was not good. I was big and strong. But that was about <laughs> it. <laughs> but but okay. me, and, me and a buddy of mine... Me and a buddy of mine had gotten this pre-workout. And... I never was a big pre-workout guy, but this particular summer I was. So, of course, you know how pre-workout works. You know, you start off with one scoop, and then next week you're like, uh, I need two scoops. And then the next week it's like uh, two and a half. And then, well, okay, this, the story is I, I ended up with three scoops along with a coffee, and I may or not have mixed them all together with coffee grounds and stuff. <laughs> If that tells you how big of a fucking freak I am, I'm drinking a coffee with coffee grounds in it and three scoops of pre-workout, and I have no idea how I'm alive today. Well, to be honest, I mean, it, it's all the same shit. Like, what, what were the, um, 
the ingredients in this pre-work. I've heard things about pre-workout, man. I really it was, have. It was called Meth Lab, okay? Meth Lab. Yep. So, <laughs> you know, just a whole lot of meth. Just a whole lot of meth. Bryson, man. Either that was the greatest. <laughs> that might have been the greatest. I mean, either you took the greatest single um, pre-workout ever made, or you took the worst fucking it had to have been oh, worse man. because, uh, because I take one. I'm like, you know how you know how pre-workout is like. You take one that first time, like, man, this shit fucks. This is awesome. I feel so great. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then the next day, you're like, man, this sucks. I felt so good. Yes, I'm gonna have to take another scoop. Then you take two scoops, and you're like, man, no, nah, this ain't doing it either. And then all of a sudden, there you are, sitting in your living room, chugging on coffee mixed with meth lab with coffee grounds all in your <laughs> teeth. And I don't know what my partner thought about me. He's probably like this uh, this guy. I'm not even gonna tell him he looks like an asshole right now because oh, he looks uh, like an asshole. Just wait. Uh, they're, they're gonna find out that we were talking about meth labs and shit. We're getting canceled tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the Google it. Pre workout. <laughs> you know, I've heard stories about pre workouts that gave people um um what's that called when you see things? What's that called? Um. Hallucinations, yes. I've heard stories, man, from from guys that are really into working out and like jacked guys. Like, and they're like, I took this pre-workout tonight. I'm seeing shit. And it's like, well, it was probably from Meth Lab. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got news for you. And the fun, have, have you ever have you ever had like a stackable pre-workout that like a pre-workout with a um, like maybe a vasodilator? Like, have you ever like stacked a pre-workout with something else? Well, I always. Honestly, I always stack my supplements. I always kind of have, I take my pre-workout, I'd take, you know, creatine with it, or I'd take my, you know, my protein doesn't really count to me as a supplement because it's kind of something that everybody should take. If you don't take it, then you're an absolute moron. I actually work with people who would tell you that they're all natural. They don't take protein, which is just good grief. Have you ever, have you ever known somebody like that? There are people out there. I've heard about this, but like, I hope they know that that, that protein or like it comes from the, the byproduct of cheese. So if you eat cheese, you're also eating whey, which I don't know, man. If you're eating chicken, what's what's a better protein source than chicken? And everybody if, eats chicken. If you want to know capitalism at its finest, just know that back in the day when they didn't know whey protein was whey protein – they used to take the shit and throw it away because there's so much weight. It was it's the waste product of cheese, and they would just take it and throw it away. They're like, "What the hell do we do? This shit is no one wants to eat this shit." And all of a sudden, some freak realized that it's like the best protein supplement you could ever have, and now they've gone from throwing it away in dumpsters for people paying seventy dollars for tubs of it. So that's freaks we are. We're I just learned something. We, we will. <laughs> if you could tell a guy, hey man. Uh, you know, you can take this pill. It's ten dollars a pill. It's gonna make you stronger and it's gonna make you big as fuck. It's got cat piss in it, but that's not that's no big deal. He'd be like, ah, well, <laughs> the, the stuff you got to do to look good. I guess I'm gonna take it. Give me five. Let's be honest. Look, for I'd say ninety percent of men, if there is some woman too, women are worse than us. Okay, let's. I I, I got I caught a couple um. I caught a glimpse of that show the other day, uh, Naked and Afraid, and let me tell you something. Women wake up and look like shit, and they go through the day and look like shit. The men, they just grow their beard out. 
they haven't shaved in a couple weeks. Their beard gets fucking diesel. They have like, and they start getting like more cut because they're losing weight. And they look like good as shit. The women look terrible. It's funny as shit. Women wake up and they put a face on every day. For us men, if for us, and I, the reason I say that is because I was going to say for us men, you know, like if looking better is more attainable, we're all about it. And I'd say, you know, that probably goes more so for women. But strictly for men real quick, I mean, if if we believe that there's a way to look better and look more cut or, you know, I mean, we, we care a lot about that. So, yeah, of course. I mean, we'd probably be digging through the trash for that shit. We'd be like, you know. You know, there used to be that meme out there looking for uh, digging through the garbage for uh, excuses for the Patriots haters. That's that would probably be most men. Honestly, we absolutely care. We want to look good. You know, it's it's funny because we had said about um um a story, and I'll tell you this much: I used to go to the gym a lot, and I had there was this kid. There was this kid, man. He was like a wrestler, and I was a football player. So for me personally, I was almost like kind of impressed by the wrestlers because. People that, that are willing to fight like that, like, they're bad as fuck to me. Like, football is hardcore. But, like, the fighters, to me, personally, was kind of like something that I always wanted to try, but I couldn't quite try. I didn't really quite want to. And there was this kid who was, like, he had, like, these really big-ass arms, and I fucking hated his guts, man. And I always considered him my gym, gym enemy. And I know that you personally, you to this day, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you still have a gym, gym enemy. How, how are things going with that guy? Like, have you... Have you, like, gotten way bigger than him yet to the point where, like, he's got to cry when he goes home? Well, I'm not going to lie. I call it a gym rival, so it means we're we're roughly the same size or same, like, uh, like I'm going to compare myself to him. Like, but uh, it's so funny because, like, they're, they're always nice to me. And in my head, like, I'll look at him, like, walking on the treadmill and be like, that stupid motherfucker. This dude's walking, on the, this dude's walking on the treadmill. Trying to get cut. He can't be like me. I'm cut as fuck. This dude sucks. And he's like, hey, what's up, Bryson? How are you doing? No problem. How are you? You know, have a good day. Blah, blah, blah. It's just the funniest thing of all time. Yeah, I have a gym rival. You have to have one. It's like, <laughs> it's, just one of, it's one of those weird things. Where it's like, it's just, the gym is a different, like, it's just a different place. Like, you walk in and you're weird as fuck. Like, you make weird sounds. And, like, you're just like, it's like a primal area. Like, you, I don't know. It's like, you look at everything in the gym as an enemy. Like you don't see one guy in the gym. You're like, yeah, that's my bro. You're like, no, fuck that guy. Why is he? Why is he curling with thirty fives? Huh? You think you're better? No, no. Than me? You think to you're his better face, than you're me? saying that's my bro. And then when you're with your bros, you're like, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> that guy's lame. That guy's weak. I'm gonna be honest. I think you just nailed it when you just said primal. I started thinking it over my head. That's so true, man. Just put a fucking female in the gym in the middle of all the madness of all the guys with their testosterone flowing and their veins popping out and all of a sudden put like a sexy ass female in her yoga pants and she's doing these and you're like all of a sudden you're just looking at each other like, fuck you, man. You know what I mean? It's the wildest thing. You could be so you could walk right outside of that gym. You'd be like, "Hey, bro, what's going on?" You're like, "You're all good." But in your mind, in that gym, something about those metal bars and plates. You're just like, "Nah, this guy, this guy, I'll, I'll stab this guy in the neck if I have to right here, right now." <laughs> it's you know, the gym's an awesome place. I think it's. Uh, I miss. I miss. I'm not as. I'm. I wish I was still as, as into the gym. I, I um, 
I used to have so much fun going to the gym, man. It's it's a great place, you know. I can see why people shy away from it as well, you know. This just well, yeah. Because let's be honest, we just talked about like you have other people in the gym wanting to literally stab you, and you don't, you have no. <laughs> yeah, you have no clue, you know. You, one day, you know, you're walking in, you're saying, "What's up, Bryson, man? How you doing, buddy?" And you're thinking, "This fucking guy knows my name. Why does he know my name? Who has he been talking to that he knows my name? How does he know my name?" I've never talked to him in my life, and he knows my name. But then, like, literally, you're like, hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Hey, I'm uh, just working out. What are you doing today? I'm doing chest, and you're like, yeah, okay, buddy. I'll, yes, I'll bend you any day of the week. <laughs> LB, I got a great story, actually, that I just remember. <laughs> um, this actually just happened recently. It's real quick. I was in, So I'm in the gym, and actually, funny thing is, uh, someone that I haven't seen in a while, I thought he was in the gym. Uh, it looked like exactly like one of my friends. And so I walked up to him. He's wearing like, he's wearing like this cutoff. You ever see like, they make it like stringy in the back. I don't know. I don't wear those, but like, it was like one of those stringy cutoffs. So I walk up to him and I pinch him hard as hell on the lats. And so he turns around and it's not my buddy. <laughs> it's some uh-huh. random dude. I have no idea who he is. He's, he's shorter than me and little, but like, I thought it was funny. Like, I didn't care. Like, I mean, I just pinched this dude. He he gave me the worst look of all time. Like, dude, sorry, bro. I thought you were someone else. And he was so mad. He didn't say anything. He just walked right off. It was so hilarious, though. Oh, you know what, man? Fuck him. That's what he gets for going to the gym wearing a string. Is that the shit that Laron Landry used to wear to the yeah, gym? Yeah, stuff like to, that. Yeah, you have to be like a certain amount of juice head to wear that to the gym. Let's be honest. How jacked is this guy, like, on a level toe of, like, 1 to 10? Oh, not really, actually. He was a high schooler, actually. I don't know how old he was, but... Oh, really? Yeah. He oh, was... damn. Oh, he's decent. Look at... I mean, he's a, kind of a shorter guy, but, I mean, I, I, I was a little bit taller than him, so... I, I Look think at you, uh, pinching little boys, huh? Man, I don't know. He, he looked like my friend, who's like, you know, 20, 21. So I walked up to him, just pinched his last year hard, and, you know, thought it was funny, and... You know, t- you know, you gotta ask him who they are first. Gotta ask him <laughs> sent to pinch those lats. That's like, um, never, and this, this is a piece of life advice for anybody listening. Any man, any woman even, because this is something I learned from my mom. Never ask a woman how far along she is, or ask her, you know, about her pregnancy, because you can be wrong about that. I've seen it firsthand. Not all women are pregnant. They just look pregnant. Yeah, They're just fat. Yeah, you don't want to ever ask a woman like, "Hey, so how's the pregnancy going?" They're just—they're actually just fat. <laughs> oh man, that's that's another that's another plus for the guys. People just know. Us. People just see us and they're like, "Well, yeah, that dude's been drinking a lot of beer. He's fat." <laughs> girls with, with girls are like, "Also, oh, you're pregnant." And it's like, yeah, it's just like when you're a guy, you know you're fat. When you're a girl, you're like, "I don't know." Yeah. That's a great point. I never thought of that. I never thought of it the way you just said it. And when you say, girl might not even know. That's actually a great point. But like, she might look at you like, oh, wait. <laughs> you know, usually they know and they're just looking at you like, no, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> That's a great point where like you look at her and you're like, oh, so how far along are you? And they're like, oh, and they have to go buy like a piss test. That's it's a little bit different. <laughs> Yeah, like you could walk up to one of you, a guy you know, and just be like, "Man, you've been gaining weight," and he could be like, yeah, "Man, I'm fat as fuck right now. I've been drinking ten beers a night, eating pizza. I'm sloppy as shit." But the girl, you better not do it. Just don't even. Just 
I've I've made the mistake. I've seen my mom make that mistake, and it's just it's always always uncomfortable. It's never gonna be comfortable ever. Even if I, I once look recently, I saw a girl that I hadn't seen in a long time, and I was like, "Oh my god, so you're pregnant?" You know, I I, I haven't seen you so long, and I see you again, you're pregnant. And she looked at me like I was such a douchebag, and she was like, "Yeah, you know." And, you know, like I tried playing it off. I started saying to her, you know, well, yeah, you know, I wish I could meet somebody that I was, you know, comfortable with about that. And she just looked at me like I was such a douchebag. It was like, wow, this is like a no win situation. She could be like fucking she can be like in month 10 out of nine where that shit is like literally just her head's popping out. And she'll still be like, wow, you're a piece of shit. How dare you mention my big ass belly that is literally unavoidable to notice. Oh man, good times, bro. Good times. Welcome to Title Talk, where we talk about pregnancies and fat men. <laughs> this is what the people want to hear, man. If they, if people follow us, they know that we go to the gym and we are very, very broy. They know this. <laughs> they know this. I look, you're you're more broy than me. I, I'm just honored to even be included in it. Okay, I mean, honestly, I used to, I used to, I, ten years ago, dude. I don't even know if we would have liked each other. We probably would have both hated each other. I'm telling you right now. We would have been rivals. I'd be like, man, that guy (laughs) thinks he's the shit. Fuck him. Podcast rivals. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I hate that guy. Look at him. That guy's doing chest. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that guy working out over there trying to improve himself. What what an idiot. Screw him. What a loser. Oh, man. Oh, man. We love it. If you guys could see my mentions on a daily where it's like, I don't know how many times I've had, I've got, oh, Bryson, that's such a frat name. Or like, oh my God, you're such a frat bro. Like on a daily, that's the go-to. That's a go-to for me. If you want to, if you want to slander me, that's what people say. I'll be honest. You, I've always, you, you do, you do give off like a very frat boyish vibe. Uh, Yeah, I do. And you're not even in a frat and you know, you're, you're not even trying for that. You're just. You know, you're into working out. You're into, I don't know, man. I, I've showed you my pics that are about six years old. And it's like, I seem like the old man now. But I'm telling you, I shared my pic. Remember? I, one time in, the, in one of our chats, I shared a pic of me where I took the exact same fucking picture um, from the side of me standing there with my try. <laughs> I'm going to share it now. You know what? Now i got to share it again. Because now I'm thinking about it. It's like people act like you're like this bizarre human being. It's like, I, I never realized that made you a frat boy. I was just at work. Actually, that is kind of weird that I was at work taking those pictures, actually. I don't know. It happens, man. It happens. It happens. It could be a little worse because, uh, you know what? I'll just share this gym story. I walk. I once walked into the gym, and I walk in, and it's not a very big gym. So the owner of the gym is actually has his shirt off, and another guy is in there taking pictures of him, not with a phone, with a camera like a regular camera and they're like photo shooting it up in the middle of the, like the lat, uh, there's like a bunch of machines, like a bunch of other stuff, like in the middle, in the middle of the gym, basically. So I walk in. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm going home. See you later. This is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And that's not even the craziest thing I've experienced at this gym. You know, if I'm a little bit, um, I'll be 31 in August. I think you're 24, right? Yep. yep. I'm a little bit older than you, so some of my gym stories, like when I was in like my prime, like meathead, 
you know, probably eight to ten years ago in that range, I forget some of my stories, but some of the creepy, creepy, creepy things that you experience at the gym, like oh, it's uh, crazy. Ah, oh, dude, it's awful for a man. Women are lucky; they are, man. Like, you walk into the gym and you do your workout, and you're all done, and you go into the locker room. And there's old men with their balls. Just... <laughs> what is it about old men and, and like just being naked everywhere? What is this? What is this? What do you all know, man? I don't know what it is, but why are you all so naked? Look, I mean, I'm not trying to sound weird or anything, but if I'm going to the gym and I'm going to see naked men, I'd prefer they're at least in their prime. We're talking seven-year-old dudes with their saggy balls just fucking just hanging and just draped on the... Oh, God. Like, if I walked in and I saw, like, one of my... I'd be like, oh, man, you're weird, bro. Like, I just look away. But I feel like when you walk in and there's an old man with his balls just drenched on the... On, like, the... He's washing his nuts in the sink. You're just, like... You can't look away. You're like, oh! You you can't... Like, how are you going to look at an old man washing his balls in the sink and look away? (laughs) There's... You know what? I don't know what it is, LB, but like, <laughs> you just, there just must be like a certain age you hit and you just all of a sudden care about literally no one. Because I was actually driving the other day on a one way, not a one way, but kind of a one way where an old man was coming towards me and I was coming towards him. I had nowhere to pull off. And the only, the only, he could, he could have backed up 10 feet and I could have gone through and we would have been about our way. I had to back up about 15 yards and we just sat there and looked at each other for like three minutes and I'm waving my arms and I'm like, I'm not giving him the bird or anything, but I'm like, bro, are you kidding me right now? Can you just back up 10 feet? And I shit you not expressionless, just expressionless, just looking at me with a, with a dead stare in my face. Like, yeah, I'm old. I don't give a fuck. What are you going to do about it? You're going to back up. I got plenty of time. I'm old as shit. This this is my <laughs> entertainment for the day. You probably got somewhere to go. What are you gonna do about it? Yeah, and so yeah, I did back up. And after that, holy shit, he this won. Is what, this is what? Yeah, he won. He kicked my ass. What he can kicked I say? your ass. He did. He owned you. Bryson got owned by an old man. And, and, you know, I feel like that's the perks of being old. Is respect our elders. It's something that we're taught um, from a young age on. Is respect your elders and. If you're a smart elder, you just say, hey, he has to respect me. So I'll just like, – anybody that's ever watched Family Guy, you just treat it like uh, like Lois Griffin's dad there. And you, you know, hey, <laughs> that's how I'd be. I'd be like, you know, he has no choice. He has to respect me. <laughs> that's how I would treat it, man. You know, it, it's just a funny <laughs> thing that he actually – you know, you're, you're young. You're in your prime. You could kick his ass, and you can't. It's almost like <laughs> – like you just – you can't beat up. Uh, you can't win. If when I just Bryson, I'm getting ideas right now. When I'm an old fart, just wait, bro. Uh, I already have tinnitus in my ear. I'm getting to the point where I might just become old fart LB, and I'll just, just. Ugh. I'm I'm gonna start acting like old man LB. You know what? There's I have nothing of, to lose. There's a lot of perks that people are gonna open the door for you. You're not gonna say thank you. You're not gonna <laughs> say anything like that. People are going to buy your food. You're not going to say thank you. They're going to let you go. You're not going to give them the wave. Is this the You're not going to get beat the fuck up. Just don't care. You just flat out don't care. Yeah, nothing matters. 
Like, there's nothing more important than this moment right now, and I'm old. It's like, it's definitely like being Bill Belichick, but you're just old. You're, like, way older, and he's not cared for even longer. You just Bill oh, Belichick man. your entire life. We need to talk about Bill Belichick, LB, because, you know what, the, one of the, you know, as if the offseason for the Patriots isn't entertaining enough. So Belichick actually, uh, to, was it was it yesterday, Greg Schiano stepped down? Well, actually, earlier in the day, Belichick was supposed to be confirming Schiano's hiring around 5 p.m. And that was a report from two hours prior to Greg Schiano stepping down. I don't know what happened. We may speculate a little bit, but this leaves the Patriots in a big, a bit of a bind because if you go on the Patriots website, the only Patriots uh, defensive coach is Steve Belichick because uh, Brendan Daly left. Of course, Brian Flores leaves. Uh, Brett Bielema has been hanging around. He has apparently been telling people he wants to be the Patriots defensive coordinator. I don't know what's going on with there. I would seriously doubt Steve Belichick is a defensive coordinator. And uh, this man, Coach Jordan Richards... But his, to be fair, his dad gave him Jordan Richards. I don't know about Brett Bielema. You, you kind of think that Belichick might just do it, like we were talking about in 2010. Belichick might just coach the defense, and that was a good defense. Anyway, it wasn't a really talented defense, but that was a that, that year for defense was pretty good, in my opinion. Like, what do you think? I don't know what's going on. All things considered, the 2010 Patriots, they went 14-2, and two, um, number one seed. They had moments where they actually looked like the best team in the NFL, and now they look back on as a team that was the biggest frauds of the Belichick era, which I'm not sure if is. I don't know if that's totally fair. Um, had they won that game, who knows? Maybe they go on and win the Super Bowl. Sometimes it's about winning one big game in the in the playoffs. Um, that's how I look at it because it's not a it's not a four win four out of seven series so you get one shot and that's it so you can lose one game and you're gone so that team gets looked back on poorly but they were actually a very good football team they found ways to win games i mean anytime that you can go 14 and 2 you're not a bum ass team you know i mean if we were fans of any other team we'd look at a 14 and 2 team and they go one and done we'd clown on them too so the Patriots had just beaten the Jets 45-3 to Monday Night Football about a month or so before. Um, Devin McCourty had an inception. He did the um, – do you remember the Jets? They used to do the uh, the thing with their arms. that go flying through the end zone. Yeah, it's the stupidest thing ever. It's, it's so the stupidest – yeah, it's the stupidest thing ever. And I remember um, being so stoked because Devin McCourty did that. He had an inception on Sanchez. He went and he did that through the end zone, and the Patriots just smoked him the next – the next day or two, uh, Rex Ryan buried the game ball, and it was a big deal, and the Patriots finally lost that, that, that game in 2010 in the playoffs to the Jets. I believe it was 28-21, to 21, but Bill Belichick wins Coach of the Year. The defense is looked back on poorly, but, I mean, they lost 28-21. to 21. It was a disastrous game, one of the worst losses of most of our, you know, you're a little bit younger than me, but for you personally, I'm sure it's up there as far as, um, worst losses for the Patriots. And overall, I don't like the idea of Belichick calling the defensive plays, not because he's not great, not because he's not the greatest coach ever, not because the Patriots can't win the Super Bowl in 2019, but because Bill Belichick himself would tell you that the one con 
to winning the Super Bowl is you are now a month behind everybody else. And you can't tell me that and then tell me that the last two months with Greg Schiano, uh, building game plans, building, you know, you, you would know the word. You, you're really, I know, I know for a fact, Bryson, that you're very much into um, the things that Flores did and how he designed game plans for certain teams and how the defensive coordinator in New England has a lot of power, more power than you yourself said, more power than you ever even realized. So you can't tell me those things and then say that the last two months didn't matter and that this is a non-factor because they do matter because Bill Belichick himself would tell you that the past two months since they won the Super Bowl have mattered. I think so too. Yeah. Um, it definitely hurts a little bit, but I think the one positive you kind of have to take of Sean is maybe he gives you some tips for drafting, which would be my, which was why I wanted him on the staff then the entire time is because his familiarity with the college game. So you get that possibly you at least get Gerard Mayo in there. A great, he's going to be a great coach, a great linebackers coach. He's going to be great for the team. He's coaching mini Mayo, which is Bentley. That's going to be at least good. The team's behind, but I just think that, uh, I just think that this defense on paper is probably better than last year. Trey Flowers leaves, but you got Mike Pinnell coming in from the Jets, a defensive tackle, like similar to uh, Danny Shelton. He's just um, he just doesn't look like he's been at the buffet all day. Let's just let's just say that. You no, he's a great player. He's better than Brown too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think they've upgraded there at that defensive tackle uh, run stopping position. Then you have Michael Bennett, who's uh, Trey Flowers is definitely a better run stopper, no doubt about it. You have Michael Bennett, who's comparable or better in pass rushing. Probably he might be a little bit better. And then you have Bentley coming back, so and then you have J Mac coming back along with the draft, the other guys. I think on paper this defensive roster is a little bit better. So I'm not I'm not too worried about the defense, but it it would make me I don't I don't really like Brett Bielema that much, but. I don't know. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind him being the defensive coordinator. I wouldn't mind Belichick being defensive coordinator. I guess I wouldn't really mind. Honestly, would you care if Gerard Mayo was the defensive coordinator? I know he's not going to be, but I wouldn't give a shit. I wouldn't think about it twice. Um, he's, he's, he's a linebacker. He's been. He's. It sounds like he's been calling. He calls all sorts of plays when he was. Uh, when he was playing. I don't know, man. I just. I don't know. I think it's going to well, be okay. I'll put it to you this way, okay? And this is just the way that. My brain works. Um, do I feel like Gerard Mayo is ready? No. But do I feel like they hired him for no reason? Also, no. There's, come on. I mean, the Patriots probably knew about Shiano stepping down for a few days, and they prepared, you know, the statement. They prepared how they'll handle the whole situation. They brought Gerard Mayo on for a reason. I also believe that. Do I believe that he'll be defense coordinator? I mean, personally, no. But am I ruling it out? I'm also not ruling it out. I know that I, I know that people these days they want hot takes and they want you to just give a, a a black and white statement and they want you to just just give it to them straight. I don't. I'm not sure how they pursue this. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, Steve Belichick becoming a defense coordinator. I would love, and I'm not even a, a Steve Belichick fan. I guess I'm a, I'm in love with the name Belichick, 
where like the thought of him moving up so quickly and the thought of him becoming a coordinator and then maybe one day being the Patriots head coach, I'm in, I'm in love with that idea, but can I sit here and tell you I wanted to be the defense coordinator? No, I can't. Um, I also can't tell you that I'm against Gerard Mayo, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm not necessarily for him, but am I against him? No, because I believe that Bill knows what he's doing. He does a great job of finding people that understand what's going on. Um, also, historically, in the Patriots defense, linebacker's coach is, it's almost like the de facto assistant defensive coordinator. Um, we saw that. I, be- I want to say Flores. I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong on uh, Flores. I believe he was. Uh, Pepper Johnson for a long time, who was upset when he didn't get the promotion to defensive coordinator. He, he went to uh, Buffalo. But they've had that position in the past where it has held a significant role within the Patriots defense. And I do have worries right now that they wasted two months. But, you know, I can't sit here and give you a solid, solid take on that situation right now. H- how do you feel about it? I mean... I know you're not a big Steve. Personally, how do you see how this goes? I'm a big fan of your takes. Um, I think a lot of a lot of Patriots Twitter is. How do you feel like this goes? I think it's a little weird that Brett Bielema would tell people that he was going to be the Patriots defensive coordinator, but that was that was a, a month ago or two months ago. I don't know. There might be some smoke there. I have no idea. I I, I just don't see Belichick coaching the defense like it's just as that would be my preferred thing i would rather bell bill belichick coach the defense because of course mcdaniels and brady they've got the offense totally down Thanks. and belichick yeah. is smart enough to and he's done obviously he's done it before but smart enough to he's not going to be sean mcveigh on defense to where he's not paying attention to the offense and you know it's just it's one of those tough things like that's what we were talking about the other day i'm a big fan of delegating responsibility and Belichick is too, obviously. He gives Josh a lot of power. He gives Brian Flores a lot of power. The special teams coaches have a lot of power. But he can coach all three aspects because he's watching the game. It's tough when you're the defensive coordinator because you you know, you've got to talk to the guys and, you know, tell them stuff. You know, the offense is on the field. But I'd feel comfortable in this instance because you've got Josh Brady, that safety net. I'd be okay with Belichick. But I'm thinking Bielema's the move. Here's the thing. You said something the other day that I thought was just such a great take. We talked about it. We discussed the the stuff, obviously, with delegating responsibility. Actually, I'm going to go back a couple months ago. I was asking the, you know, a group of us, I was saying, you know, how much did Flores have to do with the Super Bowl game plan? Because it was obviously a masterpiece. They held the number 11 offense all time three points which is just unreal you know especially today you know that's just it doesn't happen and you told me and you told um you know a few other people you said well look (laughs) in new england belichick gives the defensive coordinator and you went back to the uh patricia days and i know you're not a big patricia guy none of us are i think for the most part and you said you know look he doesn't just call all the it's 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 a big big responsibility for the defensive coordinator to draw up the plays and come up with a game plan and they do that on their own so i take that very seriously um 
<sighs> I think a I have a situation. good comparison for this LB. It would be like if your teacher, if your teacher, or your boss said, "Hey, look, I want this to happen." Like, if if uh, to in order to accomplish our goals, we need to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm not going to tell you how to do that, but here you go. You, we need to do this, this, and this. And then Brian Flores says, okay, well, here's the matchups. I like this guy, this corner on here. I like this guy and this guy. And it's just kind of, like, you know, you get the, you have, you know, you're supposed to do X, Y, and Z, but it's up to you how to get to X, Y, and Z. I actually kind of love that. <laughs> As you were saying, I'm sitting here like, wow, that makes like almost too much sense. It's, you know, look, I don't think, I'm not going to sit here and tell you anything like a hot take, like the Patriots are screwed or, you know, any of that stuff. But I have some worries, of course, I do, you know, because I want them to win their seventh Super Bowl, you know. And when it comes to New England, a lot of there's there's a certain group of people that will tell you, you know, well, they went 12-4 and four and went to the AFC Championship game or they went this and this and they won a playoff game. And, you know, that's really not the goal in New England. So we're kind of spoiled absolutely 100% as Patriots fans to the point where we don't want them to go, you know, 11 and five and lose the AFC championship game or 12 and four and lose the divisional round game. We want them to win a Super Bowl. So that's kind of how we view things naturally. And I think that the situation with defensive coordinator is very complicated. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit more basic than you in ways, whereas I view things a little bit more. And you're more of like, I always look at you as like the X's, X's and O's guy. I'll even ask you, like before the Super Bowl, I asked you like, you know, what, what do you see here that could be exploited, you know, and all that. And most of it was actually very much true. You're actually a very bright guy when it comes to that. Some of these things, are they worrisome? Yes. Are they a death blow? Absolutely not. You know, Bill Belichick is the greatest. What he, uh, He's the greatest coach, in my opinion. He's the greatest coach in the history of all sports. I've always said this, and I would actually, real quickly, if I could get your take on this, and then we'll go back. If Bill Belichick coached, say, college basketball, would he be the greatest college basketball coach ever? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure Belichick could do a lot of stuff where he's just, like, super good at it and understanding. Like, earlier I was listening to someone talk about Belichick, and people were clowning, uh, what's his name, Kingsbury, for having the cell phone breaks. And uh, Belichick has actually done extensive research on, like, stuff like this. Like, should we be giving millennials uh, cell phone breaks? Um, how do we deal with millennials? I know Lombardi talked about it. Like, how should we? They brought in guys specifically to come in and tell them how do we bridge the gap between us and millennials? How do we? How do we deal with them? How do we talk with them? What do they respond to? And like, he just does a whole lot of stuff like this that's like super bright. So, I'm sure, Belichick would would succeed in a lot of places. This hey, go on in one second, but this is exactly what I wanted to ask you. So every once in a while, I have like random questions for you, and you always have an answer like that. Like, you don't find that incredibly impressive that he does that? That's like amazing to me. Yeah, it definitely is. Like people, the funny thing is that on, honestly, for me, I wanted to like be like, why is why is this dude giving guys cell phone breaks? This is ridiculous. But then it kind of actually makes sense, <laughs> and it's probably something that the, the Patriots might do but they just probably don't call them cell phone breaks did you uh see the tweet from i want oh man who was it he actually he um he actually said 
a lot of teams do this. Because I asked the question, I said, this seems bizarre, but does anybody know if this is unusual? And somebody actually linked me to, I want to say, Ross Tucker. Was that, is that his name, Ross Tucker? Yeah. Is it, he's verified, you know. He, uh, he said, no, it's not unusual. He said that uh, a lot of teams do this. And to me, that's, I feel like Belichick is the type of person where if you put him on a softball team in high school, he would coach that team to a championship because he is so freaking weird that he would just, he would find a way to connect with these people and he would find a way to coach these people. And his name, his brain just retains knowledge. You know, some people are like that. I feel like Belichick's one of those people. I've always said, like, I feel like he could be the greatest basketball coach in history if he actually, if he chose basketball. So maybe I didn't word that great earlier, but let's say he didn't choose, you know, football. He chose basketball. I feel like he'd be the greatest basketball coach ever. You're a coach, so I feel like you would, I could probably stick you in, you don't need, I don't even know if you like baseball, but you're a good basketball coach, you're a good football coach. I feel like I could just put you on a baseball field and you'd know how to coach a baseball team. I feel like I wouldn't. I feel like I would actually What are you guys doing with those dance? Shouldn't we put shouldn't we put weights on the side of those sticks? We should be <laughs> we're gonna was, things. It might not be as funny to everybody else, but that was funniest. <laughs> I'm like, don't you feel like you'd be good? And you're like, no. <laughs> I feel like I wouldn't. Oh my god. That was classic. LB speaking about, speaking about this. Another thing that we absolutely love about Belichick is people on Twitter and it's um there is a certain section of Twitter, and I don't know if you guys know, but they're the weapons with the Z Twitter. They always make fun of people like me, Alonzo, and OB for wanting good players on the Patriots, which is absolutely wild to them. But Belichick has, has been sniff, uh, sniffing his way around. He's been sniffing around. And from Breer said that Belichick has been – Belichick and the, and the Patriots, I should say, has been sniffing around Thielen, Muhammad Sanu, I think Sterling Shepard was another guy in the season. Golden Tate last last season. Golden Tate, Demarius Thomas, um, some other guys. Uh, Jared Cook, they were in on. Adam Humphreys, they're in on. The Patriots are actively actively trying to get better weapons. Which, you know what? I don't care. I don't care. Their weapons stink. And sure, they might. Sure, they might win a Super Bowl with stinky weapons. That is also because they have a great offensive line full of the most handsome left tackle in the NFL, and that's Isaiah Wynn. And they have Tom Brady, and uh, they have Skarnecchia, and who makes offensive line great. So it's not like it's not like we're going to say they're going to lose the Super Bowl because they don't have this guy. But and if they want to make the team better, I mean, Thielen's a cheap option. Sanu's a cheap option. All these guys are relatively cheap options that Belichick has been sniffing around for. So. Maybe he just maybe he doesn't agree with your weapons takes there that side of Patriots Twitter and maybe Belichick sees it as yeah we could win a Super Bowl with this team but I think we probably should try really try to get better at this position which is what they're doing. Okay, I have a couple questions for you. How happy was not nah, you know forget the word happy scratch let me exit out on my X forget happy. How impressed or satisfied or just overall just stunned 
was Belichick when they won the Super Bowl? I don't know. He, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure he was. Pro- I'm sure after the entire season, after all the the Josh Gordon stuff, the first month was just absolutely wild. There was ups, there was downs. I mean. The Pittsburgh game, they they kind of stumbled in a little bit of spots where they wouldn't they wouldn't stumble when they were you know they they were hitting their stride in fourteen fifteen, of course in sixteen seventeen hitting their stride and they kind of they kind of stumbled a little bit at the end of the season last year which was just a little bit different so I think I think uh, yeah this this title is probably a little bit different to Belichick he's probably it's not shocking they won but it's definitely it's definitely different it's. If you look at the totality of the season, it could have gone so many ways. Like, let's say Josh Gordon never got on the team. I don't know what happens to the Patriots if Josh Gordon doesn't play. Like, they went 11 and 5. They might have dropped a game or two. Maybe they don't get home, home field advantage. Maybe they, you know, another team does and they lose. Like, so many little things happen in the season for them to win. Like, even Josh Gordon coming on and off, like I just said, it's kind of saved the season. Then he left. And I remember how sad we were about Josh Gordon leaving because, of course, the first month with Dorsett and Chris Hogan, wide receiver two, who's absolutely a train wreck. By the way, Chris Hogan's available, everyone, if you want to sign him. I heard the 25 teams were interested per the media. I don't Very know. available. I, I don't know what's going on with that. So, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you're right about that, LB. He's probably, he's probably like, wow, that was a wild season. I can't believe he won the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you know – you you finished so strong right there with that very last sentence. I can't believe we won the Super Bowl. That's how that's how it seemed, didn't it? I mean, usually these types of Patriot seasons don't finish in a Super Bowl win. They're a very unpredictable team, but at the same time, they're also very predictable. If we're being honest, I mean, they usually have flaws that cost them in the end, and they usually have things. Yeah. You know, I'm probably explaining myself horribly, but like you said, he, he almost seemed like this was his most, you know, like, I can't believe we won the Super Bowl. And I can't think of one word to describe that better than, I can't believe we won the Super Bowl. That's how Bill seemed the whole time. And so the offseason comes and, you know, they lose, they lose some guys. And I'm supposed to sit here and pretend like, Belichick is happy with this wide receiver crew. Bryson, tell me real quick, how did how did Chris Hogan make out in the Super Bowl? Oh boy, as Alonzo would say, good grief, this man, this man, Chris Hogan. You know what? We should just go off on Chris Hogan because you know Chris Hogan. You know he was a big hit in New England before the season. Everyone loved Chris Hogan. I remember I called him crazy eyes. This might this might just be a Patriots fan problem because we always seem to shit on these guys as they they go out the door. And <laughs> That's I kinda, true. I kind of you know I try to I try to not do it, but it's kind of hard when Chris Hogan is uh, moping on the sideline with the defense, complaining about his targets, and then consequently goes zero and six in the Super Bowl with an interception. Granted, it was Tom Brady's fault. It but, was. It was. But yeah. Chris Hogan. But Chris Hogan. Who who is guarding Chris Hogan? Marcus Marcus Peters. Burnt toast himself. Chris Hogan, uh, he was in Chris Hogan's pocket all game long. Chris Hogan could not get open for shit. He sucked. He had no chance. Marcus Peters just took his fucking lunch, you know. That's awful. That's good. Grief. Man, uh, back 
to the, you know, originally, I, I believe we were talking about the weapons. And I, I think that has a big, 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 big part of why Belichick was so happy and so impressed that they won the Super Bowl was, you know, they didn't have great weapons. They changed their identity late in the year, and they decided that we're going to go, you know, ground a pound, which, come on, man. That's, you're lucky that when you won Super Bowl. If you win two Super Bowls with ground a pound and Sony has 2,000 yards next year, I swear to God, man, I'll tweet, dude, I was so wrong. I'll come on the podcast. I'll say I was so, so wrong. It's just unrealistic. You know, I mean, Tom Brady's your quarterback. He's going to be 42 years old. You want to surround him with weapons. And these weapons right now are absolute garbage. They were bad before Gronk retired. Yes. Also, we might gloss over this. Guess who played more in the Super Bowl? Chris Hogan or Philip Dorsett? Um, off the top of my head, I'm, I'm going to guess. Fuck, this is a, for me, this is a tough question because I know how we've been. Chris Hogan. They thought the team thought Chris Hogan was better than Phil Dorsett. And Phil Dorsett comes back at a cheap deal. And now it's Edelman, Dorsett, Maurice Harris. Like, Well, quickly, let me just... Uh, let me, let me let me lob you a bone real quick. I'm a big fan of uh, Maurice Harris because a couple of weeks ago, a couple, maybe even a month ago, you you told us. I you, if if you remember correctly, I actually actually you know now that I think about it, we both worked together on Harris, except it was more you. I just kind of like you know just threw the bone out there. I said um, I dropped the list of the uh, certain guys available, and you said the Pats are big on Maurice Harris and. You're absolutely right, dude. You nailed that one. I feel like I've been trying to give you credit on that one for a while now because there's a certain group of people that want to kind of like act like, you know, some people don't know what they're talking about when it comes to available players. But Maurice Harris was absolutely available. The Patriots wanted him, in my opinion. And, you know, I actually kind of like his game, man. I won't get too much into Maurice Harris's game because I don't think people give a shit about Maurice Harris and his game, but. I actually kind of like the kids. I do. Yeah, yeah, he's, you know, he's definitely not going to wow you. But a lot of Patriots fans, like, well, like the weapons side of Patriots Twitter was telling me two days ago that Philip Dorsett was in quotations, good, good. Okay, yep. okay guys, okay. His first year in the league, he caught forty-four percent of his passes. The second year, fifty-five. It's gotten better every year. But last year, with Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, 194 yards. This season, doesn't crack 300 yards. And that's with Chris Hogan. You can't beat beat out Chris Hogan. You can't beat out Chris Hogan. Do do we remember how bad the first month was with Bill Dorsett as wide receiver, too, and Chris Hogan as wide receiver? I remember that, and it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. It was bad. I mean, they traded for a crackhead, man. I mean, I, we all love Josh Gordon. He's awesome, and he's a great guy. And I mean, they traded for a guy that hasn't played in 16 games, I don't believe, in his whole career. I mean, if we're going to pretend now like they traded for Mr. Reliable, give me a break, okay? And the whole the whole thing with Philip Dorsett, okay? I'm going to speak for maybe 90% of Pats fans. I think that we all like Philip Dorsett. I started calling him uh, Big Dick Dorsett. I also gave him the name uh, Philly D and Philly Big D and all these things. But come on, let's let's be realistic. 
All right, Philip Dorsett is not Jerry Rice. He's not a great player. I just, I get so frustrated by it, man. There's actually a tweet. You could probably search it right now. Everyone can find it. Um, I actually said last year that I believe that Philip Dorsett could have, I want to say I said 75 or 70% of the production Brandon Cooks had. And yeah, I was wrong. And I believed in Philip Dorsett and good grief, I was wrong. Ah, you know, to be fair, the team did seem very infatuated with Hogan over over Dorsett. I'm not exactly sure why, because if we're being honest, it felt like Dorsett was a more productive target than Hogan last year. Hogan was terrible. Fucking horrible. I mean... I like Dorsett. Dorsett has certain qualities to him that look very nice, but I feel like he's very predictable and the team knows that. Like, when Dorsett's on the field, it's only for one reason, you know, or if you're throwing a Dorsett, it's because it's a screen or it's a... I mean, look, the Patriots aren't stupid. So people sit there and say, well, Brady didn't target Hogan a lot. It's like, well, Tom Brady's also the smartest quarterback ever. So maybe he didn't target Hogan a lot for a reason. And then he targeted him six times in the Super Bowl, and he was up for six. I mean, what a fucking joke. Hogan sucks. He's terrible. He's terrible. So, you know what? They could absolutely, you know, I don't, I don't think the Vikings want to trade Adam Thielen. I would probably assume they don't, considering he's on a pretty good deal. His cap hits like $8 million this year. But they just paid Diggs. And they've already paid Cousins. He's got two years left on his deal. For Christ's sakes, a team just traded Odell Beckham for a first one and a three. So if the Patriots did come at him with like a one and a three or one and a four, weapons Twitter could be happening. No, they could flip him in a year for another first, and the compensation would be essentially a third or if if you le- you know it's a third round pick or whatever the third round pick you spend, you know, but. You could ex- also extend him, I and mean, he's 28. I don't know. I think that's a good idea. I also like Mohamed Sanu a whole lot. I don't know what it would take to get Mohamed Sanu. Sterling Shepard, I just don't see. I don't see the Giants really flipping another wide receiver, seeing as how their fans want to absolutely take down the runner as it is for training Odell. But I think these are all realistic options. I mean, look, it would be unrealistic if we came on here and we were like, yeah, you know what? The, the Patriots need to trade for – uh DeAndre Hopkins. He's great for him. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to think of a bigger name than DeAndre available. The only one to come back to is Odell. And all of a sudden, it doesn't sound that ridiculous. Yeah, they should, he actually got traded to the Browns. It's fucking crazy. It would, be, it, would be unre, it would be unrealistic of us if Julio Jones signs his extension and makes whatever money is here. And then to come on here and say, yeah, they should just trade for Julio. That'd be so smart. No, we're not saying that. We, we don't want to pay a wide receiver crazy money. I know both of us don't. But, yeah, they could absolutely make a trade. There's still a lot of ways for them to get better. They want to get better. Draft's coming up. There's just no real deadline for – there's no real deadline. I think that's kind of the big thing here. You know, uh, at the trade deadline, teams are kind of pushed to make deals and get that stuff done. But right now, you know, Belichick's flopping his titties around. So he is. He He's flopping around, man. He's on the boat. He's owning. He's owning. He's an owner. He's owning. My owner gets tug jobs. Ooh, yeah, he does. He's a good. Yes, he does. I love that guy. He's the greatest thing ever. Is there an? Is our there... head coach. 
he just flops his titties around. We love that too. Man, what, uh, do you have any other players in mind available? Maybe for wide receivers, uh, maybe tight end like Jordan Reed's one that we've talked about. We've talked about Jordan Reed a ton. Everybody seems to hate that, which I don't get, man. Why do they hate on Jordan Reed so much? I don't know, but the thing you have to know about the Redskins is the Redskins. Uh, I'm gonna assume that they have absolute shit facilities, absolute shit team doctors. They're the Redskins. Their owner doesn't give a shit. He just let Kirk Cousins walk out the door and sign freaking Alex Smith. Like, the, great point. Not a very smart guy. Patriots good medical staff. Uh, he could be drinking on Tom Brady's concussion water and you know all that stuff. Tom soft. His, his kale shakes Thank and you, Alex. Alex Alex Guerrero could rub his hands over his forehead and or or you know what here here's the other thing that could happen they could just lie about his concussions that's what the exactly do, right? that's what that's the do. key lie about it fuck actually taking care of it just lie about it I mean honestly what kind of team in 2019 is telling the truth about concussions you know you gotta be so stupid look <laughs> I mean I know I say that all the time but you know when it comes to things like that. I love Jordan Reed. Shit, I wouldn't mind a guy like Jimmy Graham because it's actually something that Sammy touched on earlier, and I think uh, B-Cast there was uh, upset about. But if the Patriots, if it comes down to it, to draft them a tight end, and maybe it's not a great blocker. We all saw the uh, Dwayne Allen experience. You know, are you trying to do that again? I Let me just tell you right now. I don't love the Patriots wide receiver situation. I'm a big fan of Julian Edelman. I even actually, mainly because of you, and you haven't even, I've seen you maybe say fucking like four words about Harris. For some reason, I've convinced myself that I kind of like him because you told us months ago that, or maybe a month ago or whatever, that the Patriots actually like him, and it's kind of made me like him. But come on, man! I'm not a I'm not huge on Dorsett. Nothing against Dorsett; he's a good player, whatever. But this was these guys weren't great before Gronk retired. I mean, we were shitting on the Patriots wide receivers before Gronk retired. All of a sudden, Gronk retires, and we're gonna sit here and be like, "No, no, no! Look, you have to be an idiot. Belichick's an idiot." Why would Belichick be trying to acquire a good wide receiver? Personally, I would love Adam Thielen. I would love A.J. Green, um, who news has come out today that they're trying to extend him, but I don't know if they're having much luck because of his age and uh, injuries. They're not having a ton of luck extending A.J. Green right now. But look, the Patriots need to make a move. Patriots fans that think that Tom Brady at 42 will be the same at 41 or even the same at 40, whatever. I don't even care anymore, you know? Tom Brady at 42, you cannot rely on to be the same guy. And I don't care. Bill Belichick is better than anybody at knowing when a player is about to expire. He's uh, he's the best ever at understanding a player's age and understanding what they're capable of and what they're not capable of. I don't believe for a second that he is sitting there thinking, you know, Tom can cover up all these flaws anymore. I, I don't believe it. I think Belichick knows for a fact that they have some flaws at wide receiver and tight end, and he's trying to fix those flaws. And anybody that thinks otherwise is a fucking idiot. Boom. Get owned, everyone. Get freaking owned. That's what I have to say about that. I think the last, po- last thing we're going to talk about here is... Uh, 
a very sad situation. That's Trent Brown leaving. It's very sad because my 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 dear dear friend Trent Brown, my my brother, the one I love the most. He doesn't know I exist, but I love him. He's got all of his money. Uh, he he posted a picture today of his titties out. I don't think this is going to go well for Trent Brown. I wish him the best of luck, but you know I, I just feel like bad things are going to happen in Oakland. It sucks, but now we can stand our new left tackle, Isaiah Wynn. We're on to Isaiah Wynn season. We're just going to pour one out for Trent Brown, and we're going to just be we're just going to love Isaiah Wynn to death for the next four okay. years. I'll let you say it because you are the um, the uh, Trent Brown enthusiast of the group. So you read a couple quotes earlier. Um, we talked about the story from earlier in the year. We discussed it, how Skarnakia had a few things to say about Trent. And nothing against Trent. We love Trent. The things that he said about Patriots fans leaving. Amazing guy. Great guy. Um, I think he's a fun-loving guy. He's like a big, big-ass teddy bear. How do you think... And, before you answer, because you are the Trent Brown stan of all of us, I don't think that's a good deal for the Raiders. I think it's great for Trent, and I'm happy for him. But I'll ask you truthfully, based on things that we've read, things that we have now seen, you know, his titties, um, how do we feel about that contract right now for Trent Brown from the Raiders? Highest paid offensive line, offensive tackle ever, I'm pretty sure. Probably offensive lineman, too. You know what? I love Trent Brown. I've said it all year. He's a super talented guy, obviously. I mean, look at the guys. Tits are hanging out. He's never worked out a day in his life. He doesn't give a, he doesn't give a shit at all. Peter might quote him soon. Yeah, he has all the, he has all the tools. He's, uh, he's just a lovable teddy bear. Now he's got his money. You know, you give a lazy guy's money. I don't know, man. I've seen this story before. Jamie Collins, and that that guy was actually probably a workout warrior. I'd I'd guess Jamie Collins was, if just by looking at him. And Trent Brown isn't. He's not gonna have scar. It sucks. He's gonna get beat on, and Patriots fans are probably gonna shit on him. I'm not yeah. gonna shit on. Him. It sucks. They I'm probably not, will. <laughs> Trent Brown sucks. Like you know. He left, and he actually made a video for the Patriots thanking Scar and he thanking did. Bill. He called Tom the goat. So you should not be shitting on Trent Brown. Just understand, big man, the big fella had to get his money, and we had Isaiah win. So you know no what? Hard, there's no hard feelings, but he might sink. Bryson, next year, please share that again because you know I feel like you have a big influence. You're absolutely right. He said all the right things. He doesn't deserve to be shit on. I think that. I just shit on, I'm not, shit on Chris Hogan. He sat with the defense. Don't shit on Trent Brown, who called Tom Brady the goat, Scar the goat, and thanked Patriots fans and loved every second. You know what? He actually did something else that people are gonna forget about. There was a little little video of uh, they asked Trent Brown like I don't know if they asked him if it was fun, and he talked about how fun it was and how great the locker room was and how much, yeah, how much fun he was his, having. His titties were out. In that video. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. But you're right. Go ahead. Yep, totally. He's just a, he's just a, you know, he was just a patriot here. He's a lovable guy. Don't shit on him, please. Yeah, don't shit on him. I, I, Bryce and I totally agree. You know, certain guys leave and Dion Lewis. You remember we talked about this the first time I ever 
party with you, dude. What did I say? I said how certain guys leave and they do it respectfully and they do it and you just can't shit on them. And Dion Lewis is not one of those guys. Dion Lewis is the anti-Trent Brown. Fuck Dion Lewis. Love Trent Brown. Exactly. <laughs> shit on Dion Lewis all day long. I'll, actually, I, we haven't shit on him in a while. We might as well just go on Twitter after this and shit on him again. You want yeah, I kind of like I might just go shit on him a little bit. You know, put that 56. I mean, what a clown, that guy. He, you know, you've been in New England for how many years? Three years, two years? And what a douchebag. You re- realize the importance of regular season games. And then you get on Twitter and, <laughs> and post a 50 cent gif. And like you, like you think it's okay to say this is what happens when you go cheap. Yeah, they just won a Super Bowl. They just want I a- own this thing. The Patriots, I own them. <laughs> How, he, and it, it's not like he even did anything in that game. He did virtually nothing. Marcus Marietta was just dotting our asses up like I've never... You know, I think Marcus Marietta was actually God for those 30, those 30 to 60 minutes he was playing. Because he was absolutely dotting our asses up and there was nothing we could do about it. That's, like, really bad. <laughs> He's dotting us. <laughs> it was so stupid. I remember... I remember, I remember That's actually, bad. Can pull the pods of Alonzo and I. We're like, oh my god, the Titans. We're not worried about the Titans. They suck. They're terrible. And then Mar- idiots. Marcus Mariota is like, yeah, you watch this, Bryson NFL, you stupid, cowardly motherfucker. Here it comes. Gonna complete 80% of my passes, and I'm gonna dot up the greatest corner to ever walk this fucking green earth. And that's Stephon Gilmore. <laughs> He's eating his shit, dude. That was pretty bad. That whole game is a de- That was actually the first week I ever came on a podcast with you, man. I had so much fun. We talked about, uh, I'll never forget, my favorite moment of that, and I feel like it was underrated, was uh, we started talking about when OBJ got, um, he got, um, he was doing drugs on cam. I started telling you about how uh, he was, he wanted his buddy to fuck the uh, prostitute in front of him. He was going to jerk off. What a freak. Probably a good thing he didn't come. What a fucking weirdo. Good grief. Good actually, grief. Actually, I, <laughs> I love how you've turned into fucking... You've turned into... Uh, come on, man. Why can't... Charlie uh, Charlie Brown. No, you know Alonzo, where that comes from, right? Charlie Brown. Yeah, Alonzo says good grief, and it's the funniest well, where, where did Alonzo get it from? He got it from Charlie Brown, right? Yeah, probably, I'd say so. Dude, the, fu- <laughs> the funny thing is, is so last night... Uh, I frequently have like just weird dreams. So last night I wake up, I had a dream and it was so real, dude. Like I even checked my phone to see what was going on. I, I had a dream that Travis Kelsey was like saying the pod, our podcast sucked. He was like, what man, a douchebag. he was like, man, Bryson, Bryson, your podcast sucks. And I woke up and I was like, fuck man, how did Kelsey get a hold of, I have never talked. Sh- I don't think I've ever talked shit about Kelsey on the pod. And I wanted to be like, dude, Kelsey, bro, what's up, man? Come on, let's hash this out. Wild stuff. I'm a little bit upset because I feel like... What did he say about you? Did he say it about you and LB or you and Alonzo? No, it was just, it was just mostly me. Like, I, it, like, he was at a locker and he was like, man, you guys tell that Bryson guy he fucking sucks. Something like that. You know, I get upset for you, dude, because I feel like like you allow it. Like, people just, like, talk shit to you and they're only joking. I don't know how you do it, buddy. I feel like I get so upset. I'd be like... Fuck you, douchebag! How dare you? <laughs> I don't know. You're 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 good at it, man. 
Oh, man. Well, you know what? Fuck that guy. What a douchebag. Yeah, Kels. I know you actually didn't say it, but just the thought of you actually saying it makes me actually hate it now. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I hate him. Screw that guy. Yeah. If I ever see him in the gym, oh boy, we'll be gym rivals. Just kidding. He's like 50 pounds, 60 pounds, 70 pounds, whatever he is, heavier than me. Is he really a big guy? I'm sure he is. You know what? <laughs> like, people. Like, a lot of people don't, like, get around NFL players. I'm sure, like, not a whole lot of people see him, like, really close. But whenever I the, – the Patriots come to the Greenbrier a lot, and I get to see him a lot. And, man, like, looking at J.J. Watt, like, I can't even tell you how big that – like, he's a fucking house. Like, it's stupid. It's dumb how big – like, I've been around pretty big guys. Like, even Brian Cushing, you remember him? Yeah, of course. He got, he got busted. Yeah, he got busted for juice that year. <laughs> he walked right up to me. And I was like, good God, this fucking guy. This oh, you guy. actually met him? Well, yeah, I mean, he was, he was, uh, he was taking, he was signing autographs for people and I was just happened to be there. But like Chris, I mean, even Chris Hogan, like you, th- you look at Chris Hogan on TV and you're like, man, that's, you know, he's kind of a slender wide receiver and he's, he's a pretty big guy. I'm here to tell you, it makes the average guy look, you know, pretty small. He's a pretty, I met, um, pretty big guy. Tyler and Lawyer Malloy when I was about, nine or ten years old i was at uh emerald square mall and i met those guys and i can tell you straight up they are huge they were like huge we were like stunned at how big a cornerback and a safety could be but dude they're like huge human beings they're jacked as fuck and they make us look like idiots honestly like the shit that media members talk about them like nobody would ever say to their faces it's just one of those things. I'm telling you right now. We would all be like too scared. We'd all be, you know, like, oh my God, Ty, you look fucking great, dude. <laughs> but like in person, be like, actually, no, 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 I, I got it all backwards. And on the phone, would be like, look, you blew a couple coverages last <laughs> week. Um, you got, you know, you look like a complete moron. You have no clue what's going on. It's like yeah, in person. It's that picture of DK Metcalf or whatever that dude name was. Dude's name was uh, Sean Oakman when it was like, um, when Sean. It was like that Sean o- Oakman meme where captain of the team. I know exactly what you're talking about right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's standing there, you know, wait, awaiting the coin toss and the, we the memes. It, it's heads. It's their ball. It's ours. Okay, you got it, Sean. <laughs> Anything you want, Sean. I, I know exactly what you're talking about too. It doesn't even seem like it was that, you know, his whole life got ruined by false rape accusations, and that sucks. That sucks, man. I feel so bad for Sean Oakman. His life got wrecked. I might as well sign him. He's Maybe the med- Patriots should sign him. He could probably play tight end. And when he gets arrested for murder, we can just be like, well, look, I mean, he had a past. <laughs> oh, man. Patriots <laughs> and scandals. <laughs> Never happens. Never heard of one. They just name happen. one Patriot scandal for me, I dare you. You can't name one. You can't name a single one. Anything else we miss, LB? Anything we want to talk about from the Twitter.com sphere? I probably did forget stuff, but I don't think. I mean, for I the most part, forgot. I don't think forgot stuff. For the most part, the Patriots wide receivers are actually great. Um, if you want better wide receivers, you're a complete fucking idiot moron. I'm trying to not say words that are too offensive, but you know, 
you're just a complete idiot. Imagine wanting better wide receivers on a team that won Super Bowl. Oh, okay, quick note. The Patriots actually, um, you know better than me. The Patriots won the Super Bowl with a special team that was like ranked beneath the uh, top 20 for the first time since 2000-something. Uh, they actually pay their special teams uh, the most in the NFL, not including Gostowski, whatever the hell that idiot, stupid idiot will get. So why are they paying special teamers? Why are they trying to acquire wide receivers? Bill Belichick should be fired. Hashtags BB out. You're absolutely right, LB. I've got the perfect, I got the perfect tweet for this. I've been a Patriots fan since Jesus Christ walked on water, and I have never seen a group of skilled players and defensive coaches as sorry as this one. TMZ darling Belichick would rather play lacrosse and sign Lacoste than give Brady any real help. Enough is enough. When is enough enough? Word to young Boston Scott. Hashtag BBL. Oh my god. That that was amazing. BBL. That was, I don't even know what to say. That was incredible. BBL. Belichick, he's just showing uh, his titties everywhere and talking to TMZ. He thinks it's a, he thinks it's a joke. He's you know what he's doing. He's absolutely he's he's ten, this is what Belichick is doing. Okay, he's he knows Brady's about to be big wash because he's given him Matt Lacoste at tight end and Philip Dorsett as wide receiver two and Matt Slater as wide receiver four, so he can tank and sign two of the next year and look like a genius when he wins a, win a Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback. That's what he's doing. He's tarnishing Brady's legacy. I'm here to tell you. You know, I'm trying not to flip out right now. Oh, my God. I'm literally I'm just, shaking right now. Like, I'm, I'm shaking, too. Shaking. I was reading the depth chart earlier, and I was like, I was holding back. I was fighting back tears, literally. I'm shaking. Either that's the alcoholism in me, or I just am that mad at Belichick. It's more likely that I'm just, you know, an alcoholic, but I'm really mad. I'm shaking. I am literally fuming right now. And also, I want everyone to know that Tom Brady's win percentage versus the NFC, 76. AFC, 77. Weep. Yeah, I said that to somebody earlier, and... They didn't like it. People do not want to hear that the uh, AFC or NFC is remotely capable. You know, the funny part is, even funnier part, other than the the Brady's absolutely absurd record against every division virtually, Brady's worst record versus division is an AFC West, and it's 65%, which would be, which is just absolutely insane. Uh, that 65% is an insane record as it is. Probably all Broncos, too. Yep, yep. And so in the last 15 years, the AFC has a winning record over the NFC, and the AFC is 12-7 and seven in Super Bowls against the NFC as well in the last 19 years. So I don't know, guys. You might want to give it up because you're trying to tell me that the Dallas Cowboys could dethrone the Patriots if Tom Brady was in the NFC, and I just don't see that happening. Like, I also, I... like the Rams have been good for two years maybe, the the Lions have been perennially suck. The Packers division sucks. They they've been with the Bears who've sucked. You know they sucked for so long. Jay Cutler was quarterback. Even before that, they kind of sucked. They had a great Nash disagrees. Yeah, they sucked. And who, who else? The Vikings. The Vikings have sucked as well. You know every every division has has this, this dysfunction and it's it's. I mean, just imagine if you're the Jets, Bills, and Dolphins, and every single year you you probably have a bunch of timely L's to the Patriots 
And what do you do? The Patriots have a three lead and then three lead division lead in October. Like, what are you supposed to do? It gets so annoying because everybody will, like you just said, you know, those teams, they have the dysfunctions and they have their issues. In other divisions, you have those dysfunctions, you have those issues, but you find ways to, it's not the Patriots. It's so fucking annoying. I can't even explain it, Grief, but those teams have to play the Patriots all the time. The Packers played the Patriots this year without, you had a great tweet about this, by the way. Um, their number one running back was a wide receiver. The number one wide receiver was a college quarterback. You, you, you know better than I do. I'll, I'll let you say it after I'm done because, you know, but come on, the, the Patriots just find ways to win versus teams. But yet we're supposed to blame on the AFC East, even though the AFC East actually has the highest win percentage since 2001 minus division winners than any other division. It just gets so old, so annoying. Just say the Patriots are great. Stop crying. Thank Stop you. crying like a fucking pussy. Tom Brady, this is, this is what you got to know. Tom Brady throws and wins to college quarterbacks and wide receivers and tight ends even can become running backs and Tom Brady because Tom Brady's so great. So Tom Brady throws to college quarterbacks and makes, him, makes them find Super Bowl MVPs. Aaron Rodgers throws the balls out of bounds. Yeah, all the time. Literally all the time. And I will, I will quote Packers fans that saying 50 is the minimum that they're expecting of throwaways this year. So, you know, that's also the funny thing about other fans of other teams. We do this every year. Patriots suck in March. Patriots suck. You know, like Packers fans will probably be like, are, are actually already saying, you know, the Packers are going to be good this year. Like, they're, they're tough. Like, this guy's good and this guy's good. This team's good. They're going to have the a good draft. The AFC East is trash. Yeah, they're trash. And then November rolls around. It's like, man, get Rogers some fucking help, man. Please help him. Why does Brady have such an easy go of it? Like, as if Brady didn't just beat your fucking ass with a running back who never played running back before and a wide receiver who was a quarterback. And there was more holes in that Gronk didn't play. I mean, give me a break. Just gets old, man. Gets so old. So many excuses. It just gets so old, man. I don't even know. It just, I just wish people would understand common sense. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, LB. It's very hard to understand. Fortunately, we understand. This has been a long pod, and I love every second of it because people, the people are going to love it and the people are going to listen because there's not one second that's boring. So they can weep. I had a blast. I always love talking to you, buddy. That was great talk. Always fun. We're going to upload it. Pray, pray for no lag because if you've listened to the end, you definitely care enough. We've probably recorded Alonzo LB uh, probably five to six podcasts, but uh, Anchor is just being a, you know what, the, the pods are laggy. You guys have probably heard the last couple ones. They're a little bit laggy as well. It sucks, but now we're on Skype. It should work, and if if Anchor makes it laggy, I'll post it, I'll post it somewhere else. <laughs> I'll post it on YouTube, or I'll post it somewhere. We'll get it out. Thank you, sir. I mean, uh, it's always fun talking to you, man. It was great talk. Overall, the Patriots have some things going on right now. I wouldn't sit here and tell you that any of them are great because none, nothing feels great. Um, Michael Bennett was a great addition, but you know what? Overall, we're Patriots fans, so, I mean, what could possibly 
be better than being a Patriots fan. Definitely not being a Celtics fan. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> All right. I mean, you might as well just... <laughs> I don't even know how to respond. I don't, I don't think I should say anything. I'm a Celtics fan, for the record. I love Celtics, but I just... It's just one of those. Like it's, it's one of those friendly dings because we like the Celtics too, but um, sometimes other people ruin things for you. Let's they do. Let's just leave it. At Come that. on. I mean, and then and then there's people defending it, and uh, it makes me sick. Oh, Been that fucker for life. The Celtics didn't didn't make matters uh, much better. You know, they gave him a two year ban. That'll show him the guy that. Threw beer and Tyreek's. I wish somebody would throw beer in my fucking face. You know, I'd give him a two-second suspension. But the guy that threw beer in the woman beater's face, he got two years. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I fucked that up. He got a lifetime ban. Oh, wow. But yeah, so, apparently you can... Oh, uh, wow. So the Celtics are so progressive and so smart and Brad Stevens is so great, but they, but they couldn't figure out how to suspend this fan for life? Think about it. I mean, the guy that threw beer in uh, Tyree Kill's face, the woman beater, he got a lifetime ban. The guy that called Draymond Green, I believe, the N-word, which is the ugliest, nastiest, hideous word that, in my opinion, it's the worst word that exists. It's just a hideous word. You know, he got a two-year ban. Come on, that's just pathetic. Oh, I wish somebody would throw bear in my face, dude. I, I'm sure you feel the same. Yeah, actually, I heard this guy was... They figured out who the guy was, and he was actually Mike Loiko. <laughs> oh, my God. He couldn't figure out... He's suspended from Twitter, so he couldn't figure out how to drop his in bombs and tell French people he fucking hated them somewhere, so he went somewhere else. <laughs> I, I, I probably had to cover up most of my laughter. You're a fucking maniac. <laughs> like uh, no, I don't wonder what that guy. You're is. probably right. It probably was Mike Lyko. That guy probably. That guy. Your <laughs> tweet earlier. I came here. Oh my god! I hate you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The funny thing is. <laughs> Back in October, I made this meme. And oh someone, my gosh. Someone made this meme, and it's a it's of uh, um, Mario and Luigi are sitting there, and it's Bowser, and he's headed up. He's heading up to talk to Peach. Oh, I, someone, I saw it earlier, buddy. Someone edited it to make it say, "I came here to say the N word," and I'm I actually changed Bowser to Mike Luigi and Peach uh, Twitter so. <laughs> It's oh just, my god. Man, come on, Mike. Mike Mike probably, you know what? He 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 might listen to this podcast. I don't know what he does now, but I don't think he has much going on. I'm pretty sure he was a school teacher before this. He's probably <laughs> he's talking Mike Lincoln songs like this. Hey. He's, probably, he's probably he's probably sitting somewhere like, man, this fucker's from Pat Chat. I'm gonna kill I'll him. Get him. I'm gonna get him. How dare they expose me? This man is crazy enough to say that he wants a, a French athlete hung. Right? Wait, he said that? Yeah, right. He said he said I want 
I want so and so to be lynched in South Boston tonight. Like, oh, okay. I thought you said that. Um, he claimed that he could say it because he was a French athlete. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. He's uh, look, most certainly not an athlete, Mike Wicca. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Frenchman. Okay. I my last name is French. Um, the shit he said. It does it offend me? I mean. Yeah, actually, you know what? Yeah, it does offend me. Fuck it. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I, I don't know who found those tweets, but we started retweeting them, and he was like, I just woke up. What happened? And then and then there was the Mike Wicko defenders like, come on. This could be a cover-up. Someone could be doing this to Mike. Like, anyone actually gives a fuck enough to just be like, yeah, you know what? That I'm was gonna an amazing night. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do tonight? I'm going to pretend to be Mike Wicko. I'm going to fuck his world up. I stand with Gronky. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'll be. All right, oh, yeah, Bryson, buddy, I love you. I love you, buddy. Thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, Isaiah Wynn is the goat. Kiss me, Isaiah Wynn. You're my only hope. <laughs> we love it. <laughs>